Whether you have a general interest in health and wellness, or you're a medical professional, we're here to provide you with the tools and resources to make informed decisions about your health. This is Health Use House Call, part of Hackensack Meridian Health's podcast. Here, our expert providers will provide you with wellness tips, information, and general health advice. This is House Call. Stress, tension, hard workouts, new working environments, it's safe to say that we're all pretty sore. Um, At-home massage guns are growing in popularity, um, but before you make the purchase, we just kind of want to talk about pros and cons and how to use it. So thanks, everybody, for joining us today. We're here with physical therapist uh, Courtney Powell. Hey, Courtney. Hi. Happy to be here. Excited. Awesome. Thanks so much for coming and sharing your knowledge. So first, let's just talk about what a massage gun is and what it looks like. We have a prop here today, Mm -hmm. so we can talk about it. But just so listeners Mm -hmm. know what we're talking about if they've never seen one, Mm -hmm. I guess, how would you describe this? It's a percussion device um, or a form of percussion therapy. Um, That's a overall a form of soft tissue mobilization or manipulation. So the device itself um, is a handheld device that has a little head coming out of it. Um, That head creates these rapid alternating pulses that are going to target your um, deep muscle. So deep muscle tension, deep muscle pain. That was a great description because in my (laughs) mind, I'm saying it's a little punching bag to go punch your punch your muscles. I mean, that kind of is what it is. Kind (laughs) of creates like a drum roll on your on your muscles. Definitely. All right, so cool. So it's a handheld device. It's got a little rubbery end. It's pretty loud when you turn mm-hmm. it on, mm-hmm. um, and it will just kind of punch out those knots. Right. So, what would you say? What are the benefits to using a massage gun? Um, so, two of the biggest benefits that come from using a massage gun are that it increases your range of motion, um, and that it overall just helps with recovery. I think the the world of recovery and recovery techniques, recovery strategy, is something where this um, really really comes into play. If your upper back hurts because of stress, Mm -hmm. is that giving you kind of the same benefit as if you did a really hard workout and your legs are tight? Like, Mm -hmm. are your muscles sore for the same reason? Um, Yes and no. I think it's all just a nervous system response, right? So that's what this device or this these massage guns are targeting is it's communicating with your with your nervous system to um, kind of just change more so how our brain is perceiving the pain. Um, It's all having an effect on these like receptors that lie below our skin within our muscles. Um, And it's it's down regulating them. So it's almost turning them off. And these are the receptors that are responsible for that muscle tension, Um, but it's doing it temporarily. That's super interesting. So these rapid motions Mm -hmm. on the muscles are telling your brain it's, (laughs) <laughs> it's just altering it's altering that pathway in terms of how your brain is perceiving that pain so it's almost temporarily discon- making a disconnect between the two um, so that you're not perceiving that pain or you're not perceiving that much muscle tension for a short period of time interesting so while it's changing that perception of pain mm-hmm. is it is it doing anything to i guess just loosen these muscles like in the overall scheme of so, it. So, and I think something that it's not doing that a lot of people may think it's doing is it's not necessarily breaking up anything, right? So it's not breaking up physically that muscle tension. It's not breaking up any scar tissue. It's not breaking up any adhesions. Um, more so than again, just that like nervous system response. Um, you know, because you think if you could tap on something and break something up, you know, we'd be pretty, we'd be pretty weak. That's super interesting <laughs> because in my mind. It's, oh, I have a knot. Let mm-hmm. me break that. That's not mm-hmm. what's happening at all, then. Not necessarily. 
fascinating <laughs> very cool so do you use massage guns on patients do you prefer to use your hand for massage i guess what do you what do you use it depends. Um, I think this is, well, this is just another tool, right? So again, it's a form of soft tissue mobilization or manipulation that we use as physical therapists a lot, right? So essentially it's targeting your muscles. We have a lot of different techniques available to us that we can use to for this soft tissue mobilization. So it's just another device to have um, and another device at our disposal. Um, but there are other things that we can use to to kind of achieve the same the same effect. Um, but I do use it, yes, on certain patients. What would be a determinant to say, this is a good patient to use a massage gun on? So I think that's where the skill of it comes in, in terms of being a physical therapist, is determining which patients are um, you know appropriate to use it, but more so maybe who's not necessarily appropriate to use it on, right? So you know, I'm not going to use it on a patient who, per se, has you know osteoporosis, right? So weakening of, of the bones. Not going to use it on overall someone who just has decreased muscle muscle mass or decreased body mass, right? Because you're not supposed to use it over bones. So that just may not be comfortable for them. Um, if it's a patient who's on blood thinners, I may err on the side of caution of using it for them to decrease the chance of bruising. Um, you know, I see a lot of post-operative patients, for example, so joint replacements, um, tendon repairs. I'm not going to use it over right over a new joint replacement or right over a repair. Um, so I think first it's kind of weeding out who do I not use this on and who then should I use it on and who's more appropriate for it. A lot of it comes down to patient preference too. You know, some people don't want that pounding or the movement on them or the noise. It, they can't relax because of the noise. So I kind of use first who should I not use this on and then make my determination from there. Right, because um, it's super powerful. Mm -hmm. Like I've used it and it's yeah. loud and mm -hmm. it's got some punch to it. Yeah. So... When deciding that you're not going to use it on a certain mm -hmm. patient, that's more just for comfort, right? Or is there actual risks that can happen that would be, I guess, putting them in danger to use it? It's tough to say. I mean, with a, it's a new device, so there's not a ton of research out on it yet in terms of you should not use it on this patient because this is what it's going to cause, right? So it's more just using clinical judgment in terms of, okay, knowing about certain processes and certain responses. Um, of the human body and you know should i not use it on this versus all right so else. just making a good judgment call right. i use it a lot on athletes a lot of runners um, a lot of overhead athletes you know a lot of um you know because they're doing a lot of repetitive movement right a lot of repetitive muscle activity so i find it works well on cool. that population anyone doing i guess a lot of strength strenuous motions and you know, working those warriors, muscles all that kind of stuff. yeah exactly <laughs> so when you're using it, I guess, do we have any tips and stuff on how to use it, where to use it, time mm -hmm. limits, mm -hmm. pressure? I guess mm -hmm. you have any general tips for that? So the general, um, generally in terms of at least speaking, instead of, <laughs> can't show you guys, um, you find, you take the target area that you're going to work on, right? So which muscle group are you working on? You start at one end of it and you kind of slowly work your way down, um, you, down that area. I think the biggest thing with the, these devices is that less is more. Um, so you don't need to like really hold it down on them, right? You kind of just gently brush it over their skin and the, the device itself does the work. So you shouldn't be providing or, you know, you shouldn't be pushing down with a lot of pressure on it, number one. Um, and then, you know, number two, in terms of time, um, typically around one to two minutes is what they've been saying is um, an optimal an optimal dosage of it. One to two minutes per area, per target area. Are there any muscles that you should say, no, don't put this there? Like, 
your foot can you use it on your foot or you can use you know? it on your foot um you know they have different the device itself has different attachments right so you know the one that we have on ours right now in here is a the round head um, but they have other ones that are smaller and shaped differently so that you can target certain areas um, like your foot because it is a smaller area um, and it just changes the force distribution of it would you say is it better to have someone else use it on you or to you use it on yourself because i guess for me i'd know okay i know how much pressure i'm putting on so mm -hmm. if if you're not in a clinical setting and right. you're just home and you have a friend can mm -hmm. can they do it on your muscles for you or would you say it's better for you to do it to yourself i think it can go either way and a lot of it's preference or what you're comfortable with you know so i can i can do it on myself it's it's pretty it's easy um but if someone's, you know, depending on can you reach the spot that needs to be done, you know, sometimes it is harder for me if I want to like get my lower back, right? You're kind of in an awkward position to get there. It is possible, um, but it just depends on how, how comfortable you are with it. Um, and again, you don't have to put a lot of pressure down on it. So just if you are doing it to someone else, just knowing that you don't need to push down, just kind of put it right on top of their skin and let the, let the device do the work. So we talked a little bit about features and everything. Are there specific features you would say to look for that says, oh, this makes it a good massage gun mm -hmm. and this is not a good one? Um, not necessarily. I think a lot of it, you know, there's there's so many different massage guns on the on the market right now, right? You can go right onto Amazon, you can search massage guns and you're gonna get you know, more brands than you can than you can imagine. Um, I would look for something and or one thing that I would look for, I'll say, is ones that have the different heads that you can change, that you can um, change in and out, right? Because the bigger ones are going to, you know, the big round head is going to be harder to do use on your foot or use on a smaller area. So that's something that I would look for is, you know, the ability to change out the, the device head. Um, also making sure it's one that, you know, has different settings. So can you adjust the intensity so that way you can maybe start at a lower intensity, work your way up to something that's a little bit higher. Um, just to kind of, you know, if you don't know what your tolerance is going to be like for the for the device. Are there are there any risks anyone should be aware of before using it? I think just knowing that it is it's a it's a device, right? So just using it with caution, knowing yourself if it's something that you start to use and you're like this doesn't feel good or this is uncomfortable or this is hurting. Um, if you feel worse after you use it, um, then I would say maybe that's not the best option for you. Um, and just kind of knowing, you know, that it's creating those, you know, that pounding movement. So if you're someone who, I'll say, you know, bruises easily, um, you know, if you're, again, at an increased risk for fracture, you know, maybe it's not the best thing, again, for, your, for you to use. Is there overuse? Like, I, mm -hmm. I shouldn't use it five times a day or, it, or it's okay to? There's no real guidelines out saying use it this number of times a day, this amount of time. Um, I, you know... I would recommend you use other guidelines in terms of for other similar techniques and you know you might probably don't want to pound out the same area you know every hour right so I would say maybe giving yourself a couple hours between each each session that you use it and um you know I probably wouldn't go more than three times per day with it are there other I guess you know people with pain that we could classify in a group right now that's like all right this might be good for you so you said athletes mm -hmm. you know people who are really working those muscles a lot mm -hmm. um would would someone who just has generalized back pain from maybe sitting at their desk wrong, are they a good candidate? Just kind of want to identify yeah. like who's. Yeah, of course. I mean, I think that this. I think it can be appropriate for anyone to use. Right. It's it's 
I think general population of, you know, yeah, you've been sitting at my back at my uh, at my desk for too long. My neck hurts. I think that's a good person to use it on. Right. I think there's no really specific of it works better on this person versus this person. Um, I think it can be appropriate for anyone um, just when used correctly. So would this be appropriate to use on a pregnant person? I would ask your OB. Um, I think I wouldn't use it obviously right around um, the fetus, but I think maybe it's something that could be used distally, so away from the area. But I think that's always a population that you would want to talk to um, a professional. So what about our pediatric population? You know, I would err a little bit more on the side of cautions because they are still growing, right? Their bones aren't completely developed. They still have growing growth plates. Um, so I would probably wouldn't use it directly over, you know, any area of any growth plate. Um, but I also think it depends on too, you know, if it's is it a kid that has a ton of muscle mass where I'd feel comfortable using it right over them, then yeah, I might. Um, but I do think it is another population that, you know, we want to be careful with, um, again, because they are still developing and there isn't a lot of research um, on the long-term effects of it really at this point. Awesome. This is all super helpful. Thank you. Courtney. So I guess any final tips for use, recommendations, anything Mm kind of just from your clinical perspective? Right. So I think um, in terms of using it as a physical therapist and using it as a clinician, um, it's just a num it's just another device kind of that we have in our in our toolbox, right? So like I mentioned prior, it is a form of soft tissue mobilization that we do a lot. Um, but we also have other techniques, other strategies, other things available to us to achieve a similar goal. So if this is something that you don't think is appropriate for a certain patient or a certain client, a certain population, then, you know, you don't use it and you use something else. Um, another thing I just wanted to hit on too really quick is that this is a passive uh, treatment, right? So this isn't all we should be doing. We should be using this passive treatment to optimize or to facilitate something actively because that's where that's where the carryover is going to be. So if I'm using this as a therapist to help increase someone's range of motion, I should have them, you know, go exercise, go work out now in that new range. If I'm using it for recovery, um, I like to give my patients stretches and everything to do after it, again, to do something a little bit more actively. So that way, you know, again, that's where we're going to get the carryover from. For sure. So massage gun is not your one-stop shop to freedom from pain, but it can be used with other activities Mm -hmm. and stretches and workouts to kind of achieve whatever goal you're looking for. Right. And I think that's a really important thing to uh, to hit on with these because one of the, you know, I think one of the big marketing things of these these tools is that they help improve performance, right? Well, yeah, they help improve performance, but that's not all we're doing, right? They're going to help optimize something else that overall everything together is going to help kind of improve performance, improve function, reduce pain. Well, thank you again, Courtney, for sharing your expertise with us. We really appreciate it. Um, Hope you guys learned a little something about massage guns today. Yeah, thank you for having me. The material provided through this podcast is intended to be used as general information only and should not replace the advice of your physician. Always consult your physician for individual care.